Hello and welcome to the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. I am Daniel. And I am Clint. Welcome back. This is our second podcast of the week. Uh, glad you found Oops. us here uh, again. Our apologies. It is Wednesday, second podcast. You normally, with without a Super Bowl, this would have been the third. Because we're here yep. every day talking about it's the, Super the Georgia fault. Bulldogs. It, it's not well, our fault. It's not. Not at all. It's it's Kyle Shanahan's fault. I don't know how. Listen, if you, if you ate as much cheese dip as I Ooh. ate on Sunday night, you wouldn't have recorded a podcast after that either. Just, just let you guys know. If you think Daniel, if you think for one moment that Daniel's love of cheese dip is a overblown or exaggerated on this podcast, you are sorely mistaken. I'm about like, to, as soon as we finish recording right now, I'm about to go to the fridge and get some. He's not, he's not exaggerating. People. I show up to the I show up to the Super Bowl party holding a crock pot, and people ask me what's in it, and I say it's none of your business. <laughs> People pregame by like shotgunning Coors Light, not Daniel. Daniel pregames with cheese no. dip, midgame with cheese dip, and postgame with cheese dip. I put some chorizo in it this year. Just another, just wow. taking it, taking it to another level. Um, hey, really quick, if you found us here, thanks for uh, finding Locked On Bulldogs on Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, little disclaimer about us. Daniel and I are experts, but experts at being fans. That's what we do really, really well. Better than anything. Uh, but we don't have a check mark next to our Twitter handle, Daniel. We don't. Um, we're not professional journalists, um, which means that you can take what we say seriously. Correct. Um, no, just joking. Uh, it just means that um, we're Georgia fans. That's all we're trying to be. We don't have inside access to the program. We're not calling up our sources. By the way, T's and P's to you, Jay Ray. I haven't heard from him in a while. You think he's okay, Clint? You think? Mm. You think old mom's? You think mom kicked him out? Mm. You think, you think, did you see? The, did you did you see the one he's he's staring off contemplatively into the greater yonder of Washington State? <laughs> I didn't think. Thankfully, oh. I didn't see that. Well, somebody that. retweeted um, it on our feed. We are Georgia fans, first and foremost. You're Georgia fans. And so this podcast is a place to just talk about stuff fans want to talk about. Um, so that's what we do. We talk about football. We talk about basketball. We talk about recruiting. We talk about all the things. Um, if you want to join in this conversation uh, with us, we would love that. You can email us at lockdownbulldogs at gmail.com. If you have thoughts, opinions, questions, uh, insight, if you have feedback, if you have segment ideas, if you have stuff that you want to chime in on or stuff that you want us to chime in on, you can let us know on there. Uh, you can hit us up on Twitter at Dogs Podcast. We love to interact with you that way, um, uh, and we appreciate all of you listening to the show today. Mm-hmm. There are lots of you out there. If you're new, you can subscribe to the podcast. If you haven't done that already, just click the little button. That's really all you have to do. It would help us out a, tr- a, a tremendous amount. If you already subscribe to the podcast, then you can leave us a rating or a review. Just click five stars. You don't even have to type anything. No. You could type something. But you just click five stars and then move on with your life. That would help us out a tremendous amount. Um, and you can tell a friend about the podcast. You can tell your uh, your cat about the podcast. I would almost said pet, but we don't want your dog. Um, no, he's going to drool over that keyboard. You're not going to be able to use it. It's going to be bad. Tell your cat about the podcast. Um, we talk about enough dogs on here. Um, so Let's see what you did there. That's all... That's all that we have for today. A little disclaimer as we start the show today. Well, we have we have the whole rest of the show. That's not. No, we're wrapping it up, Clint. It's been great. Um, really appreciate well. holding. Um, world's shortest I, podcast. Yes. 
Um, uh, little disclaimer about today's show. It's National Signing Day. If you're listening to the show, you know that already. If you don't know you that, do. Nas- National Signing Day is a thing where people freak out about 18-year-olds. Um, it's sort of like the prom, only the people mm-hmm. that are freaking out are adults, mm-hmm. not other 18-year-olds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, that's what National Signing Day is. It's today... Um, but as we're recording this, it's the night before, and so we're not going to talk about National Signing Day on this episode. We are going to talk about it on Thursday's show, on tomorrow's show. So if you want to know our thoughts about all the people and all the names and all the drama and all the thing that happened with the thing and the other thing and, oh, my God, you can't believe that thing, we're not going to talk about that today because it no. hasn't happened yet. And it would be weird if we talked about it before it happened. Um, so we're not going to. We're going to talk about it. Predicting Thurs- robes are firmly entrenched in their plastic covering. Yeah, not that's to be right. Taken we're going to talk about it on yet. Thursday show today, Clint. We are going to talk about uh, finish up our series most important players on the roster. We're going to talk about the defensive side of the ball, and then might talk a little basketball at the end. But let's get started. Um, most important players. Okay, Daniel. Most important player on defense. Uh, we got two to start the show. Uh, let's see how far we get. Uh, Daniel, the defensive line, is it fair to say that in the SEC, uh, being bullied on the upfront trenches, is that a recipe for success or for failure? That is a recipe for success, Clint. Bully ball, to- winning the trenches is an absolute recipe for success, yes. Yes, yeah, that's how you do it. Uh, defensive line. Last year, our defensive line uh, vaunted, and our defense was incredible. Turns out, uh, better than any other defense. Don't at me, Ohio State and Clemson. Don't even try. Uh, mm-hmm. See LSU game. I know we didn't win, but hey, I'm going for a victory on it. Uh, mm-hmm. The defensive line is very important. Trends are very important. Who is the most important player on the defensive line next year? This is a tough one for me. Okay. This is a very tough one um, because there are so many names that I could go with, <laughs> so many names. And we have so many known commodities. Mm-hmm. Um, Jordan Davis, full, Malik full dis- Herring. Full disclosure, I almost said Jalen Carter right here. <laughs> I know, I know. We're not it's signing day. We're not supposed to be talking about, talking about recruiting, but I almost said Jalen Carter. I'm, I was very close. I decided not to at the last minute. I'm but glad I think, you did not. But I think this kid, ew, just look out, look out. Okay, I'm going to go with Malik Herring. I've been on go. the Malik Herring train for too long. We have come too far. It is his senior year. Malik Herring is hungry. He is ready to make that Tyler Clark move mm-hmm. and jump up and get his. This is Malik Herring's time, and I believe you're going to see a lot out of him this year. And I think a steady – listen, we got flashier players than him. We have uh-huh. bigger players than him. We uh-huh. have stronger players than him. But I believe as a senior, as a leader, as a pillar entrenched on the defensive line, I don't think that there's a more important player than big number 10 on the defensive side of the ball. So that's what I'm going with, Malik Harry. All right, this comes down to two for me. It's Jordan Davis or Trayvon Walker. These are the two. Okay. okay. 
Daniel uh, could not be more different players for playing <laughs> basically the same position. I mean, I know quite, they don't play exactly the literally. same position. Don't you know? Don't whatever. One but like, one can put down on the court like a three sixty windmill dunk. The other lets you jump off his shoulders as you complete that same action. Correct. Yes. Okay. The Jordan other Davis. one is the armored van that the player drove to the gym in. Yes. <laughs> that, that's, yeah. Um, so here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say this because of the other positions we have. And the most important person for the defensive line is Jordan Davis. Mm. Uh, and here's why I fully believe Trayvon Walker. I'm gonna, I, I expect huge things. I expect he's going to be a freak. Okay, This is, has nothing to do with him. has everything to do with what I think Dan Lanning is trying to accomplish uh, with one aforementioned N'Kobe Dean. Okay? Okay. N'Kobe Dean's an eraser. Sideline to sideline. You ain't outrunning him. He's not mm-hmm. the stoutest if you just kind of front him up and say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bully you. I'm not saying he's weak, but I'm saying it's not a strong suit. Jordan Davis. Just, I'm over here scribbling on a notepad. You can't see me right now, but I'm scribbling on a notepad for the formal apology later in the year. Don't worry about it, guys. For, I've got it. I have, I have taken a note that Clint said, N'Kobe Dean can't square uh-huh. somebody up and make I, it. I, that, is not, that is not what I said. <laughs> Go I have back been, and I have listen been mis- to it. I have been misquoted. It was, it I have was been right misquoted. there. It was right there. I heard the word soft. I don't know. I, yeah. <laughs> I heard the word. I heard the word in, insufficient. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Small, weak-minded. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, correct. That's, that's not that's not it. I think Jordan Davis, just suck up three guys and let all these other freaks, the the Ojolaris, the, mm-hmm. the Walkers, N'Kobe mm-hmm. Dean, Monty Rice, Jermaine Johnson. Let these guys eat Nolan Smith and and suck up a whole bunch, and then you're gonna get yourself paid. Okay, Jordan, you gotta yeah. get a ton of money for doing that for years to come in the Vince Wilfor mold. So uh, Jordan Davis, my most important D lineman. I have a hard time arguing with it, Clint. Um, all right, let's let's go next to linebacker. Is it fair? Like, do I just? It, what do I say I th- at this point? I think you. I think at this point, you just. I see the floor to you. Do you have anything? And do you have additional comments that you'd like no, to I, make? I, or I have no additional comments other than Nakobe <laughs> Dean. Just go, go out and become. Okay, fine. Here, I'll I'll step it up even more, Daniel. Oh, I see. Okay, I'll double okay. down. Okay, okay. Here we Don't go. Don't back this off is, the gas pedal. There's no, another gear. That ain't what we're looking for. <laughs> I don't. I don't do that. Uh, Roquan Smith, I love you. You're, you're near and dear to no, my heart. Stop. No, stop. Kobe Dean. Think, think about think about what you're doing. Think about Nicobe what you're Dean. doing. You go out there and you show them who the best inside linebacker to have ever played at the University of Georgia is. Mm. And it starts with Nicobe, ends with Dean. Okay. okay. Now, we're just, now we're saying things. Now we're just saying things. That's what we're doing now is we're saying things. Um... Roquan, if you're listening, um, let me be the one to apologize to sure. you. Clint doesn't know what he's saying. He's sure. he has had a hard life. Okay, he has not been he's not been himself lately. I think the most important player at linebacker is Nate McBride. No, no, I'm just joking. <laughs> no, no, I'm just joking about that. Um, Nate's mom is going to write into the podcast real quick. Yes. Sorry about that, Mrs. McBride. Um, so you've done a lovely job raising your son. Her, her name is Tina. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of places that I could go here. Um, 
uh, we're not going for flashiest no. or best player. Okay. No, most important is the category. Most important is the category. To me, this answer is very clear. It's Monty Rice. Mm. I'm going to go with the same mindset and logic that I use to pick my defensive lineman, Clint. Okay. It's a senior. It is a veteran. It's a person who commands the respect of the huddle. It's a person who knows what they're supposed to do on every assignment. And it's a person who is hungry to go out there and make plays and do it down after down after down after down. Uh, Monty Rice just tackles people. That's what he does. That is his job. And he does it really, really well. Uh, Quay Walker, uh, flashier. Nicobe Dean, more talented, um, but but Monty Rice just won't get off the field. He just he's going to be on the field all the time, and therefore he's going to be the most important um, linebacker. Obviously, we haven't said names like Aziz Ojolari and Nolan Smith. There's so many. There's so talent much wise, talent on this defense, Clint. There's freaks. so much talent on the defense, Clint. We talked about. Guys like Mikhail Sherman coming in. There's so mm-hmm. much talent on this defense. Um, but I'm going to go with another senior, and I'm going to go with Monty Rice. Um, all right, quickly, Clint. Let's jump backwards one more level. And let's okay. just lump safeties and corners all together, and let's just say most important defensive back on this team. Uh, most important, not most talented, not the one who's going to have the best season, I Correct. think. I think Richard LeCount may make himself a first-round draft pick this year if everything goes well for him. Go get you some, Richard. Uh, we've already f- done the formal apology music far too much in our life for you. But the most important, the thing that's going to hinge upon is Lewis Seen, Daniel. How he responds mm-hmm. to being in the defense every play. It's going to mm-hmm. hinge. We have we have tons of guys. Eric Stokes, Tyreek Stevenson, Tyson Campbell, DJ Daniel. I mean, these guys are 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 freaks talk about again the the level of which we have skill is top to bottom everywhere and anywhere but the most important is going to be lewis seen he's going to be second year first time starter how is he going to respond and how is he going to keep the uh, the defense honest and not blown assignment a la richard lecount his sophomore year i've said two seniors so far for my most important players you will uh-huh. note on the defensive side of the ball. Is it three for three? It's not three for three. I'm not going no. with Richard. Because I don't think he's the most important. I think he's steady Eddie back there. But I don't think he's the most important. I would like to say Tyson Stokesinson. Can I say mm-hmm. that? <laughs> <laughs> Some sort of hybrid between Tyson Campbell, Tyreek Stevenson, and Eric Stokes. Tyson Stokesinson. Well, I went just punt return. I just went returner. Yeah. On the on the spot. So you know, you could do it. You could do um, something like that. Tyson Stokesinson Webb. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe throw in <laughs> throw in the uh, star. Uh, no, I think I think the the combination of Tyson Campbell and Eric Stokes is the most important. We need those guys to be those guys. We have Tyreek Stevenson. And uh, I believe that he is ready should one of those two guys decide not to be as good as they could be. 
But we need those two guys to be as good as they could be so that Tyreek Stevenson can be playing in the star or the nickel or in any, you know, kind of plugging in various holes around the field. Eric Stokes and Tyson Campbell, both juniors, um, both are highly talented players. And for this defense to really shine and thrive, uh, they need to be able to cover and do their job and allow the rest of the players on the field to run around freely, or allow Lewis Seen and Richard LeCount on the back end to go make plays, and um, and then this defense is going to be unstoppable. They're going to be elite. Uh, so th- those, to me, are the most important players. Need them to step up. Need them both to have better years than they had last year. I'll just say that. Ooh. Yeah. And that's not like they had bad years last year. No. But we need them to be better than they were last year. And that's just, that's the facts of life. Them's the facts of life. Uh, hey, we got a basketball game, Daniel, coming up. I don't know if you know this. So I hear. So you're here. We're going to be back to preview it. All right. So we, we got basketball. Georgia outperformed or outpaced themselves. I don't know what you want to say. Last game, they rebounded after a very, very bad loss. Just horrendous way to lose show us something uh and we're playing florida daniel uh where do you want to begin this preview how do you want to talk about georgia basketball uh playing florida let's talk about florida because it's been a weird year for florida this year um they are they're kind of a, a tough team to figure out. On paper, this might be the most talented team in the SEC. There were people who were picking Florida to go to the Final Four before the season started. Um, they got the transfer Blackshear from Virginia Tech, and then they got a loaded roster. Um, but they have had some really tough losses on the year. Uh, Missouri beat them by nearly 20. Um, Utah State beat them. Uh, Butler beat them. Butler's a good team. Um, but they have had some some kind of head scratching games this year. Um, but then they you you know you look you turn around and they they beat Auburn by twenty two. They lost to LSU, who may be the best team in the SEC, on the road by only two points. Uh. And then they go and lose to Mississippi State, who, look, Mississippi State beat Georgia by 100. And so, uh, but Florida should have won that game at home. And so now this is is, uh, a place that Georgia has had almost no success uh, going to Florida and trying to play. And this is a Florida team that on paper is much, much better than Georgia. But I don't know. Is this game is this game winnable? I think so. It's if Georgia comes out and plays carefree and fast and loose, then this game is absolutely winnable, Clint. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's my the biggest thing I want to see happen is everything we talked about last episode. I like continuation. Okay, so I want the seniors on this team who have no business soaking up the minutes to sit on the bench get a couple shots get some get some minutes here and there like one or two stretches to get a breather uh, and then I want everybody else I want peek in I want 40 minutes from Ant-Man uh, that's what I want to see continuation and I want to see them come out of the gates and just not give a flying hoot 
what is happening. Uh, I don't know. You guys have to slap each other in the locker room beforehand. I don't know what you got to do, but come out like you did with that nine minutes left in the game uh, in which you didn't care and you were just throwing haymakers and just having fun. Like that's that's what's evident from this team. Let's just let's just give them a blast and a ton of fun. They play up when they get that way. Most important player for Florida, by the way, number is number twenty-two in the ESPN BPI, which is sort of their advanced metric for measuring the true. Um, you know, they're not ranked in the top twenty-five because right. they've AP got way too many losses, but. Yeah, it doesn't that that matters so little in basketball. It matters yes. so little. Um, uh, these more advanced metrics take into account uh, many other factors. So BPI's got them at number twenty-two. So this is a this is a top twenty-five team that we're playing, and we're playing them on the road. There's no reason we should be in this game. But if we're going to be in this game, most important player. First of all, let me just say this: How many points does Anthony Edwards have to score if we're going to be in this game? Minimum number of points scored by Anthony Edwards if we're going to be in this game. 25 minimum. I'm going to say 20 minimum. I think if he, I think we could, we could be in the game if he's only scoring 20. I, I would posit, Clint, that Anthony Edwards scored, what, 29 on Saturday against uh-huh. Texas A&M? That's not the, the number from the stat sheet that stands out to me. And it's not even close. Do you know what the number oh. is? The number is 15 rebounds against Texas A&M, Clint. Let me tell you this right now. If Anthony Edwards scores 20 points and gets 10 rebounds, Georgia will be within five points at the end of this game. It's going to be you competitive. Could, absolutely they are. Because when Anthony Edwards goes out and rebounds like that, uh, and takes it on himself to use his athleticism again. That just facilitates the offense uh, and makes things flow. Uh, okay, so that's how many Anthony Edwards has to score. Now, uh-huh. most important player not named Anthony Edwards if Georgia is going to win this game, Clint. Uh, I'm going to go severe severe Wheeler because of that spark, because of the pit pocketing, because of severe Wheeler is not going to be uh, doing the things like Ant Man. But at the beginning of the year, before he got injured, Daniel. Uh, he was starting some things. He was driving down the lane. Mm-hmm. He was fearless. He didn't care who was down there. He was making some layups. He was distributing the ball, and he was being a nuisance on defense. Uh, I think maybe a couple more games removed from that that ankle mishap. Maybe he's a little healthier. Maybe he's a little bit more bold. Uh, and maybe he, he shows out in this game a little bit and takes the pressure off of some of the other the, the big guys who are getting minutes for the first time and bring some stability to it. Low-key, Clint, you mentioned this. How much of this team's inconsistency can be attributed to the severe Wheeler injury? Uh-huh. I mean, I know, not, I know not all of it, but are we, are we underplaying that severe Wheeler injury? Because I, he, he played be. in some games when he was not 100%. What do so we you can't just look to... at the game he sat out. No, what do we have to do to the rotation? Whose who's minutes go up when Seville Wheeler goes down isn't 100%? Who has Gresham. to go back in the game? Gresham? Crump? Right. right. Those are the guys. And who did we say last week we don't want to see in the game with minutes? Gresham and Crump. 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 Gresham and Crump, I think, are the players that I would say I don't want to see yep. in the game. Um... I think Severe Wheeler is the straw that stirs this drink, Clint. I think he's learning that he can't get that layup up all the time, and he's adjusting. 
now. And so I think you're seeing less kind of ridiculous jump in the air, have nothing to do with the ball plays from him. And mm-hmm. I think you're you're he's he is moving fast and he's the guy again, we said before, this team thrives on energy. Severe Wheeler brings that energy. He moves the ball, he pushes it up the court, he he makes great passes in transition. He just gets things going. He just plays with a spark and an energy. That's what this team needs. Um so I agree with you. I think Severe Wheeler. I'm just going to for the sake of diversity uh, I'm going to say Rayshon Hammers because we can't win this game if Rayshon Hammers doesn't score 12 points. Mm. He's got to be double digits. Ch- there's a chance that Rayshon Hammers comes out and scores 20 points, and there's a chance that Rayshon Hammers comes out and scores two points. Uh, we've seen them both, and I have no idea what to predict or expect. No, no. He, he is the most frustrating, most confusing player I think I've ever seen. At the he, University of Georgia. He embodies this year's basketball team to a T. In wildly inconsistent. Um, uh, but it's Georgia. It's Florida. Are we going to win? Probably not. But you should watch. It's Georgia-Florida. You should you should watch. That's it. Um, uh, we will be back tomorrow. And I guess maybe we'll mention who won this game. I don't know. But we'll be talking about recruiting. Basically all day tomorrow. Yes, I don't all know. day. Yeah. So um, uh, download the podcast, subscribe to the podcast, rate and review the podcast. Um, uh, we're glad you guys are here, and we will be back tomorrow to cover all of the signees and all of the big action um, in probably the most exciting day of the offseason, short of the spring game, I would say. Absolutely. Hope you're enjoying it as it's happening right now as you're listening to this podcast, and we'll be back to talk with you about it tomorrow. See ya.